this is Troy Baker. And Nolan North. And you're listening to My, My Xbox, Xbox and, me. and Me. Hey, we did that together. Yeah. Hey, everybody, it's me, Greg Miller from Kinda Funny, and you're listening to My Xbox and Me with my son, MC Fixer. That's right, not Mick Fixer. He doesn't like the Mick Fixer <laughs> thing. Don't say that anymore. Hello, and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 163. I'm pretty sure last week I said that, but it wasn't. I got the numbers wrong. Numbers are hard. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside Gatorade's Get Hype Moments himself, Snow bike mike how are you snowball mike i'm feeling good fix we had a great week a big week in the gaming world and now i'm excited to talk about it with you and then look forward to the holidays we got some new game releases that i cannot wait to get my hands on so oh yeah i woke up this morning it's like oh crap i ain't done the show notes i'm like oh okay oh, it's fine it's fine and then i'm like looking through IGN, and there's not much news i'm like oh god there's no news and i'm like wait a minute we had the game awards we had the kind of funny game showcase there's plenty to talk about this week. We've got plenty to talk about. Um, as you all know, this is our weekly Xbox podcast. And if you want it early, as soon as we record it, you can head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Uh, you can get the audio early, you can get the video early, you can get thank you videos, you can get a ton of good stuff there. Um, I still know Snow about Mike's address to send him something. I'm still waiting. I'm waiting. It's coming, all right? It's coming. Um, apart from that, Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mcfixer and youtube.com slash snowbikemike. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and of course, Spotify. The show goes live every Friday on those platforms for non-patron supporters. Let's get straight into it and what we've been playing. So what has been in your box this week, Mike? What have you been playing? I got two games on my Xbox going down. Of course, Just Cause 4, I jumped back oh, into yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I gave you my early impressions mm-hmm. and... Really, you know, we had a busy week, so I didn't play too much of it, yeah. but I did have one thing on my mind. I told you in Just Cause 3, I broke the timer and the world yes. record for longest wingsuit ever in that video yeah. game. Well, guess what? Just Cause 4, I set out on that same mission. Fix, I unfortunately can report to you that I did not break oh. the timer, but I did set a long record of 36 minutes wingsuiting straight. Oh my so I hope to come back. <laughs> Try to break the timer. The uh, mechanics are a little bit different, a little more squirrely, a little bit quicker on the uh, touch there. Got so you got to be really paying attention. I felt like in Just Cause 3, you could kind of mind zone out and just kind of go fluid with it. This one, it's very touchy on the sticks. So I got to stay focused. And I'll tell you, 36 minutes was tough. I had oh, really? 7, 8, 9, 12, 18, 19, and then the 36-minute run. So I was there for about an hour to yeah. an hour and a half yeah. of really trying to make this happen. And I probably could have made it go longer, but I just missed out on my final reach out with the uh, grappling hook. Got you. And I missed my record that I wanted. Got you. So are you going to go for the record, though, like at some point? Do you oh. think you're definitely going to go for it? I would say this week you will see a video up on my Twitter or any sort of social media of me breaking this time clock. So it will happen this week. I'm very excited to get back into it. I'll be watching closely. I'll be watching closely. (laughs) Uh, So how's the story, though, in Just Cause 4? I'm obviously not a Just Cause fan. I I played Dibble Dabbled in them, but um, not one that I was looking forward to this year. How's the story? How is the gameplay? Is it any good? 
I think the gameplay is incredible. The gameplay is big, wild, and fun for sure. I think the shooting is on point. I think the grappling hook, the parachuting, the squirrel shooting is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And the added mechanic of the tornado really changes things up. It goes from just like, you know, the bland open world yeah. type feel where it's just kind of driving or doing the squirrel suit move. Then all of a sudden now you get this tornado and you want to drive into it. You want to parachute into it. I was flying planes into it. I mean, I was doing everything possible with the tornado so i think that's a great addition the story in this kind of game it's good it looks like it's like a fun you know we're going to take on this small little narrative but it's definitely not the centerpiece of the video game the gameplay itself is the only thing i'm focused on as you can tell i'm doing 36 minutes of squirrel suit yeah. so really the story is probably second nature to me fair enough fair enough um is that's pretty much what you want though right the gameplay is the the, the squirrel shooting the, the 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 craziness the uh grappling hooking around it that is what that game is right and obviously with the tornado that's obviously just adding to all that the story is just sort of there it's it's there you need it in there to to have a story arc to get from a to b but it doesn't seem like it's what people really care about in the just cause games 100% fixed. I think your main goal is to see the whole map, take out all the fortresses, the outposts, do all the crazy yeah. stuff that you could do as the side quest. I don't really... I would be blown away to meet somebody who was like, I'm in it for Rico Rodriguez's story, and that's the only thing I'm here for. It's like playing a Far Cry game. Most of those games, you kind of... The story's there to lead you along, <laughs> but you get lost on the side doing weird things, I you know? I dare you! Far Cry Free story was amazing, and I loved it. I'll admit that 4 and 5's was... <laughs> Okay, but but uh, still, but still, all right, but still, I get what you're saying. No, I totally get what you're saying. Um, the only thing I've played this this week uh, on my Xbox, uh, obviously Rainbow Six, obviously uh, FIFA, they're boring ones. So I worry about that. Again, I feel like I'm just going to stop saying those at this point. If you want to hear me talk about that, email in. Otherwise, yes, I'm playing those games. Anyway, uh, I played a little game called Mutant Year Zero: The Road to Eden. Uh, which is a, a turn-based strategy uh, XCOM-like game. Um, I've never played XCOM before. I watched Crush play it, or uh, Krishnik, Twitch.tv slash Krishnik. Um, watch him play uh, XCOM, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I've always been into these type of games, but I'm not somebody that... Again, as I said on the uh, pre-show for the uh, kind of funny game sh uh, showcase that we did... Thinking, not my best strategy, I'll be honest with you. I'm much better when I just go into things. So, for me, I, I, I started playing, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to play it on hard, because it was like normal hard, very hard. So, I'll play it on hard, because, you know, why not? And I was just getting my teeth kicked in. Like, let me tell you, I was like, oh my god, this game is hard, this is not a joke. So, put it down to normal, still got my teeth kicked in, but the game is so much fun, dude. It is so good looking, so good looking. It is, um... Obviously, the mechanics are simple enough for a noob, but I feel like in-depth enough for people that want to get into the nitty-gritty of those type of games. Um, and the world they've built there and the story is what actually sucked me in, which I was not expecting. I was not expecting it at all. I really love where I'm only about... I've probably played it for about five hours, but I'm probably only about... I'd say probably an hour and a half into the story, because I just keep dying. I am, I am dying a lot. But yeah, I'm, I, I, have you played it at all? Oh, yes. So that's my second game in my box, of course. Shout out to Xbox Game Pass for making that all possible. The only reason why I'm playing this game. game. 
we talked about it last week. I was going to buy this game regardless if it was on Xbox Game Pass because I was into the aesthetic oh, yeah. of it all. I love XCOM, and I'm also very similar to you, Fix. I don't really like that slow, methodical gameplay. Sometimes I just want to get into the action. Yeah. That's really my kind of brand and my style. But I've fallen in love with XCOM 1 and 2. I've started to play this game, and man, I love this one, Fix. I'm amazed that you're yeah. playing it on hard because I can never no, do I've that. Gone a, I've, gone I've gone down to normal. I've gone down to normal. I've gone down to normal. It was really hard on hard. I've gone down to normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I like it because I think it's more the barrier, the entry isn't like, man, you look at XCOM no. and you're like, man, that's so tactical. That's so slow. Mm -hmm. This one, I love the over-the-top worldview where you can run around you're looting items from yep. the side then you can go set up an ambush yep. as opposed yep. to XCOM where you literally go from one point to the map to the other point and you're just dropped into the grid base there oh, is yeah. no walking around oh, okay. the yeah. story isn't like hey we're gonna talk we got all these voice actors awesome. to make these characters seem relevant it's like in XCOM you get a soldier if he dies we move on to the next one D dude just to touch on the voice acting the voice acting is fantastic in this game Everything, like I say, what they've done from a real, a world building experience for this game, I was just totally shocked. I was not expecting to care about the characters, uh, Dax and Belmont. Um, I wasn't. I think I said that right. I think it's Belmont. Um, I didn't care. The whole world in general was just like I actually care about what's going on. Uh, I love the 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 uh the items that are being picked up it's like a refrigerator or a boom box and like yes oh, yes the, the ancients have left this this is a refrigerator it was to keep things cold and it's done in like a it's done in a serious tone but with like a underline of humor where it's like I, it, the character who is speaking is like oh my god i can't believe i found this it's so oh this is a magical piece of gear but it, the way it's written is quite humorous as well i found I don't know if you had the oh, same Oh, totally. Thing. No, I felt that the moment you get the boombox, which is one of your first ones, yeah. he's like, oh, stay away from that. They called it a boombox because yeah. it explodes. And you're like, well, I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> and like the two of them are kind of looking at it. Yeah. So yeah, I love the voice acting. I think that adds such a huge touch to it. Instead of just being nameless soldiers, Wait. like we talked about next time, like you're falling in love with these characters. And man, the world, the aesthetic of all these characters are yeah. so out there, so different, so mm -hmm. crazy. That really got me invested. And I'm really digging it fixed. I think what made me love it so much is that top-down, get the worldview where you can walk around and loot around like I touched on. Yeah. That one gave, broke up the monotony for me and really got me indulged in the story and the landscape. So that saved it for me. And I'm loving it. I'm still early. Yeah. Can't wait to get more time though. Yeah, like I say, I'm still I'm still very, very early, like super early. But for some reason, I just want to keep playing. I just want to keep going and keep going and keep going. And it just it's really sucked me in. I think about it quite a lot where I'm like, oh and like I was playing it so much and I weren't doing a lot of damage, I forgot to go back to the hub world. Um to then go and upgrade weapons and then like there's a whole sort of under like, there's a whole story in just the hub world as well the characters in there and it's just so much fun if you've got xbox game pass you have to check out mutant year zero 100 if you're into tactical turn-based games it is extremely hard but when you win a battle or when you when you when you do it it's extremely rewarding in my opinion Oh, so cool. And you touched on it too, like the underlying extra detail that yeah. they have from even a skill tree to the weapon upgrades. Like yep. there's a lot going on in that game that you could either play at the base level, like yeah. me and Fix just running around shooting, or exactly. you can really dive in there and you could start reading up on the lore, the mm -hmm. myth. You can upgrade skills. Uh, there's a lot going on in this game 
and I I love it. The, I love it. Yeah, just last thing on this is like the testament to how good the game is to, for me. As we all know, hate reading, hate collectibles in those regards. I hate it, but. I actually did, I do sit there, I'm streaming the game, but when I'm sitting there, and my chat's perfect, I don't take the piss out of me or nothing like that, thankfully, but when I'm sat there, I'm reading it out, I'm like, oh, this is actually really interesting, like, there's, there's subplot stories going on through these notes, which, which are interesting, they're not just like, hey, honey, there's like this one where, which is quite funny, I'm not a spoiler, really, but there's one where he's like, oh, I forgot to, I think he left the dog in the car or something like that, and the dog passed away, and he replaced the dog, and then, like, didn't tell his wife, but then he died, so he was trying to leave a note to let the wife know that's not her actual dog. It's just like, this is fun. <laughs> this, is this is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Enjoying it a lot, man. Um, that's awesome. Anything else you played, or is that about it? No, nope, those are a, my two games. It's been a heavy uh, we'll touch on one coming up. I just <laughs> yeah. got a code for Subnautica. Okay. Very excited to jump into that one, but we'll touch on that coming out here cool. for the winter of arcade. Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, let's get to the topic of the show this week. Uh, topic of the show this week, we got two, obviously. We got the big one, which is uh, the Game Awards, and we've got the pretty big one as well, actually, which is the kind of funny game showcase. Um, I thought we'd, but I've got the news of the winners. I've got a few of the big news drops from the Game Awards and kind of funny game showcase. Uh, there was so much that we can't get through it all in an hour show. It's never going to happen. So if you haven't watched those shows, go and watch them. They're worth watching. But what I really want to talk about is, especially for the Game Awards, is what we actually thought of the Game Awards. What did we think from a production value, from a pacing point, from a, a announcement standpoint and obviously we'll go through the news and the winners uh just after we get through topic of the show but yeah starting off mike what did you think of the game awards all in all incredible i think that you can see the progression the detail mm -hmm. and the improvement for the past five years and really paid off into this game awards i think this is the best he's ever done we say that after every year but truly if you look at back on all the years there's some ups and some downs this yeah. one i think had nothing but ups i could probably tell you less than one or two downs probably zero downs in my mind that's how much i enjoyed the game awards i thought the presentation was perfect from jeff Keeley and his team i think we really shined the light on the awards. Yes. We didn't overshadow them with too many announcements yeah. or trailers looking into the future. Of course, we still have that conversation of like, how much can we really look into the future when we should be looking at now? Like God of War, great speech at the end there. A couple yeah. of big, big speeches from Sonic Echo Fox there. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. But I mean, all in all, I think this was the best one he's ever had. Yeah, I'm with you. I do. I think it was probably the best game awards we've ever had. I think we both come at this from such a different point of view because what time is it? What time was it when it showed for you? That was six forty six thirty when it started for me. So okay, a good time really. So you just got oh, that's a, perfect a lot time. of people yep. get home from work at that time. They get to sit down, relax, and watch whatever the piece of content they want to watch. So for us over in the UK, it was half one in the morning. I will admit, and I want to say this going in, I woke up at six o'clock in the morning that day because Haley wasn't well. So I was alive. I was alive. I was awake. I was alive all my life. Um, I was awake for twenty two hours by the end of it. So it really, really, really messed me up. And towards the end of it, me and my chat, we got a little bit salty. I'm not going to lie. All of us were like, just give us what we want. Gah! The whole time we were kind of acting like whiny little babies. I'm not going to lie to you all. Um, which was a shame, but it's what happened. Uh, I Overall, though, I did think it was actually really well paced. Um, I thought that the announcements were were big enough. They wasn't too small. There wasn't one that really 
got my juices going, if I'm honest. But that pug is so cute. Those pugs, I thought, Jesus I love wants them. To get over here. But yeah, no, it's one of those ones where I'm like, pacing-wise, I thought it was perfect. Uh, Announcement-wise, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, you should have had better announcements. You can only announce what you have there to show. Um, from an X-Points point of view, we didn't get much. The big one was obviously Obsidian's game, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But overall, I'm really, really happy with it. It did shine a light on the awards. It was about the awards. And this is what I want to remind people, especially in my chat. I don't know what your chat was like, but my chat, I feel like they were very much worried um, or moaning there wasn't enough announcements, which wasn't true in my opinion i thought there were plenty of announcements it just wasn't announcements what people really really wanted like a lot of people the marvel versus capcom uh exclusive on switch uh, the Mar- Mar- marvel Armor alliance on switch exclusive that was a hype moment for me because i own a switch but my audience is mainly xbox so they're like oh well that's no good to me yeah i just feel three and a half hours it was i thought that was quite a good amount of time i was saying this to crash the other day which was um i i he was saying, oh, what did I think of it? I said, I thought it was good. He said, what do I think about the ads? And I was like, but the ads have to be there. I don't get why people get a little bit jaded when it comes to ads. No, nobody, I don't even think myself included, I wouldn't have paid to watch the Game Awards. Like, I would want to watch it for free, the way I have been the last few years, but I wouldn't have paid £5 to watch it with no ads. So if this is how we're going to get this show for free, let's stop complaining about the... Uh, the one what everyone was moaning about was the and the no the non uh, e-cigarettes the uh, non vaping. Oh, the truth campaign that yeah. was good. That was easy so right the problem, there. The problem is I've been told this is not actually true. If there are some truths to it and some of it's not true, it's mm. a whole it's an ad campaign. Look, not everything's going to be factual. Like go do your own research. But it's just like I just don't get people that complain about ads in this regard. I just I just don't. Well, those are all good insights. I agree with you. I think the announcements, nothing meteoric, nothing too weak. It felt like everything was right on the money with what I wanted to see. We had a couple of big ones, a couple of small ones, but nothing where it was like, tear the roof off this place. People are freaking out, which was good. That's what I wanted because I didn't want it to overshadow the show that we were there to watch. Yeah. Agreeance on you with the ads. I think the ads were perfect this year. The Facebook gaming spots, those were awesome. Those insights on those three amazing people in the gaming uh, culture world. Awesome stuff to see. And then as well, the only ads that I had, I guess you can count in the truth ones, but they were just the big three ads. So you had Nintendo Switch ads, you had PlayStation ads and Xbox ads. Those were all perfect to me as opposed to a couple years back. You know, I wanted the Schick Hydro Man to come back, (laughs) but did you really want to watch Schick razor blades for four hours or three and a half hours no you did not so really i thought the ads were perfect this year like you said fix i on the other hand the three and a half hour show uh, i'm heads and tails on that yes that's a good show we get to reward everybody everybody gives a speech everything is great it's a good long meaty show on the flip side of like man three and a half hours is kind of a long time can we nail that down to two two and a half or is that too short of an experience? But three and a half is pretty meaty for you to be all the way across the world to watch that. For me, the, I think the show started at 5.30. Thing didn't end until 9 o'clock at night. So that's a pretty long day right there to watch. Yeah, see, I, I come down there. I think I, I come down there from a content uh, creator's point of view. And for me, three and a half hours to spend with my community, in chat, talking, 
and we're all together and we're all talking about the thing we love which is games and we're getting to see these amazing speeches which none of them went too long um getting to put faces to names and stuff like that for me the length was perfect but i'm always someone that enjoys long things i especially if i'm if it's a work day it's like yo three and a half hours out of a work day i'm like yo and i get to just sit there and commentate all day i'm in like for me i'm in like that works for me but i totally get what you mean i think Again, I wouldn't have had such a... I don't think negative's the right word, but I, I suppose it could have come across negative on stream. Uh, we'll say negative for a lack of a better term right now. A negative response to it towards the end there, if I wasn't so tired. I was just so worn out, where I was just like, it's five o'clock in the morning. I've literally been away 24 hours. I need to go to bed. Just give me the Marvel Avengers trailer, which we never got, and then we got it bloody in the morning. Oh, and I'm like, Gah! So, yeah, I, I, but I get it. I totally get it. I'm with you. I can totally see why people would think it was too long, but I, do, I did think it was kind of the sweet spot for me from a viewer experience and from a content creator's experience. Yeah. That's great insights right there. Next one, which is what do we think of the kind of funny game showcase? Again, one that myself and Snowball Mike got to do a pre-show, post-show, and live reactions for together uh, over on my channel, twitch.tv slash mcfixer, and Snowball Mike's channel, twitch.tv slash Mike. Mike, this is obviously one that's near and dear to our hearts. It's a community that we are both a part of, um, has helped us become... I'll speak for myself, you can speak for yourself, um, has helped me become the person that I am today, helped me have the uh, career and job that I have right now um, due to the community. And this was just one of those moments where if I wasn't in it and I was watching on my city, I think I might have even cried a little. Because it was just, to me, it was such a, oh my God, we've gone from, and again, I say we, like we're, we're, we got stuck in it or something like that. We don't, but it, it does feel like that, which is we've gone from a spare bedroom to having our own showcase and that only happens because of people like us and now and the community that kind of finally are built so what did you think how did you think it went was it too short was it too long what were the announcements like for you was it to your expectations i thought it was perfect and it was a huge milestone for the kind of funny team like you said to grow from a spare bedroom to hosting their own showcase in the absence of psx mm -hmm. to share their platform with so many creators developers and publishers to put them on the map to say hey here's all these awesome games that couldn't have been talked about this year due to the absence of psx might not have been big enough to make it into the game awards these guys crushed it so kudos to them for all of their hard work. You know, Greg Miller said it best. He believes this was the biggest event, biggest milestone, and biggest career achievement in his whole entire life. You know, I say nay to that, but I agree to him. His, yeah. I say nay because Greg Miller's biggest achievement in his life is creating kind of funny, yeah. creating a community that will support him through thick and thin, support yep. those seven employees, and then support one another. I would not be here without the kind of funny crew to be able to be best friends with MC Fixer and so many around the world. So his biggest achievement is bringing this community together of yeah. best friends, creating such a harboring and fostering community. That should be the biggest one. But of course, this was a giant one for Greg Miller, for him, Tim, the whole team down there to cut something up, to bring in 69 plus video games to talk about. Wow. And I think it was perfect. I think the time of an hour and about 10 minutes, an yeah. hour and some change is what we'll call it, mm -hmm. was really well done. I think all the cuts, 
The edits were oh. perfect. The breakaways to different awesome hot spots in San Francisco. I mean, you got to see the Golden Gate Bridge. You got to see the city skyline. You yeah. got to see the couch where Kevin sleeps. Oh. Those are all great <laughs> cutaways that made you smile, made you laugh, and kind of took you out for a moment. You saw so many games, whether they be the 30-second to a minute long trailer, whether they be the sweet montages. You were you were in it. You were developed in it. And then you had to be pulled out sometimes or else you'd get lost in all yeah. that. That was a lot to consume, Fix. I loved it. Any big games that stood out to you? So let me go back a second before we get there. Um, I'm 100% with you. From a pacing point of view, I thought it was perfect. Uh, from a production point of view, I was, oh my God. It was beautifully shot, beautifully lit, beautifully, just everything was perfect in the way it was shot and put together. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the, the, the one, my one critique, which is weird. Which, it's, it's like, oh, it's, it's, there was so much. And the problem I had, which I did a great job of, of like putting up the names of every single game and release dates. Like I say, production-wise, amazing. But 69 games, for me, is too much. It was, it was actually too much for me. Where I've now come away from the show, I've come back and I'm like, crap. And maybe that's because I'm in it and I'm I'm reacting and I've not watched it back and I'm trying to focus on my chat and I'm trying to focus on being a good host with you. And maybe that's why I couldn't got it all. But I only remember like four or five games that really stuck in my mind. Uh, Judgment being one of them. Obviously the, the, the spin-off game in the Yakuza the series, Yakuza it seems like. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, yep. The, and then now we're going to get to some games that I don't remember the names of, unfortunately, which is the the... The uh, ape one, which was kind of like hotline. Ape out. Ape yep. out, thank you. Uh-huh. Which was like hotline Miami, sort of just going around smashing people, throwing them out of windows. The police are coming for you, using police officers to shoot. Like it was just crazy. Looked fantastic. Um, obviously, The Walking Dead, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it was just it, there was so much there, and I just enjoyed every single moment of it. From a production point of view, I'm happy for all the developers that got to show their game to 20,000 people live in the kind of funny Twitch chat, watching it live, then you've got to think, so it's 20,000. Between us, I know we had about 40 each, so add some change. So there was there was a lot of eyeballs on this product, a lot of eyeballs. And the fact that they're getting the exposure they deserve is is amazing. Uh, what game stuck out in your head? Like I say, I think Judgment and uh, APAT for me were, were two big ones that I like the look of. Judgment and APAL looked great. I loved the PSVR game with the Falcon, mm-hmm. the Falconeering game I thought was awesome. Who doesn't want a pet Falcon in mm-hmm. their life? That's a great one. I loved the physical copy release of Celeste and Windjammers. I'm a big fan of both of those games. Of course, I would love to get my hands on a Nintendo Switch hardcover copy of <laughs> Celeste. That would yeah. mean so much to me. So I'm all over that. And I think you, you know, you said it well. You don't have to love all these games. Tim actually said that of like the 69 games. I think they did really well of cutting them up. And it was like, you know the ones you're interested in. You know the ones that you're not interested in. And to have them go by so fast, it never felt like, oh, I can't watch this one. I'm so bored of this. It always felt like, oh, that's piquing my interest. Now that doesn't speak to me. That's piquing my interest. Oh, I stayed on that one. So they did well with all of that. I think I, I said it best while we were live reacting together, which was, Mike, I need to pee, but I can't leave. Which it was that, it was literally, there was no time for a toilet break, which I think that's testament to how well it was put together, which is, if you, 
if you can't leave because your skate's going to miss something. I think that's like, even the Game Awards had those moments because it obviously had ads where I was like, okay, cool, run, I can go to the toilet quickly and I can get back. This didn't have that. There was no ads. There was nothing to to really draw you away from the games. And that's, that's it was just perfect in that regard. Like I say, for me, scale it down a little bit, maybe give us 30 to 40 games with, with the bit, hopefully, with... Hopefully, the more they do it, the bigger announcements they would get. But for the, the first one, I thought it looked really good. What I will say is Hacksmark's news game looked very rough. Looked It looked like a... The I Battle trust, Royale. Yeah, the Battle Royale game on PC. Don't know if it's going to get to Xbox. We'll, we'll soon see. Um, but it looked rough around the edges. I, that was one I thought... Maybe they shouldn't, have, should, they shouldn't have showed that. It does look a little bit rough, a little bit not ready yet. But that's just my take. It'll be interesting fix. You know, we've talked about it before with the Battle Royale genre. A lot of these games come out rough because they really got to get the backing. Yeah. They got to get the player momentum on it. But at the same time, we've always talked about it. There's always been two juggernauts. Now there's really three with Call of Duty. If you think you can even get to that level where you can even stay afloat, I mean, Realm Royale comes to mind. It that one has came now. and gone. Well, it's, on it's coming to console, it's just come to console. So we'll see what I happens. I feel like it's coming gone. The <laughs> hype, you know what I mean? Ring yeah. of Elysium with the snowboarding, the yeah. snow aspect, that's coming gone. Like a lot of these battle royales are going to be right at the bottom, and it's tough to get up to the top tier where you have the backing. People are talking about it and staying energized. Yeah. How smart, great studio, great games. Yep. Very yep. interesting in my mind to say we're going to make a battle royale. I think that's totally off of like the genre that they normally do. Well, they said so that, it'll be interesting that. Yeah, that they, was very weird. Yeah, they said that they were they were done with the arcade shooters because they don't sell well. And they said they were going to do a battle royale, which I thought was a weird uh, way to go because for me, I would rather have a, a, a big piece from a small pie than a small piece from a big pie, if, if you get what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Which people knew to go to Hasma. Clearly, it wasn't working, and they wasn't selling enough to even get that small pie. Clearly, the, the pie was so small that it just wasn't worth it, where they feel like they're going to put out this Battle Royale game that looked interesting, kind of looked like... Um, what was Bliss, Bliss Lazinski's game that came and gone? Um, Cliffy B. Oh, yeah. I forgot that one already. Oh, my God. What's it called? Um, the, the shooter with jetpacks. That's what this looks like with Battle Royale, pretty much. So we'll just have to wait and see where that comes. But overall, love the showcase. Cannot wait for them to do it next year. They have to do it every year now, in my opinion. Do you think so? Ooh. Do you not think they need to? I don't, I, I, I I don't know. know. I think you let PSX come back. But this you know, is... you got to think of just the bandwidth. I agree. I would love to see them do their own Nintendo Treehouse type thing once a year where they get to showcase people they know in the industry and do all that. It's just tough. That's a lot of bandwidth taken away from them. Greg said it best in that game over Greggy show behind the scenes of like, he's not only answering 4,000 emails, trying to organize the showcase, but he's also on five different live shows throughout the week. It's like, that is a lot. I, but I did like the growth aspect of what they saw of like, maybe we can reach in the community with irrational passions. Okay. Beast, Trevor Starkey, maybe an MC fixer. I knew, what, wait, 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 wait. I knew I was meant to complain about something slow about Mike. How did we get missed? How did we get missed? The kind of funny game showcase is happening. They're putting together a hype reel of people in the industry busting their butts and they don't holler at Snowbite Mike. They, they don't holler, holler at, at MC Fixer. Big dog. 
<laughs> Shout out to OK Beast, of course. I see them in there. Irrational Passions, everyone that was in there, fantastic. But you couldn't fit. You couldn't fit the tomb home, the pre and post show hosts, the official. We weren't official. We were totally unofficial. But I don't know what happened there. I don't. I don't know if my agent missed up. Like my agent didn't get back to me with that one. Maybe I missed the email. You know. Mike, you must have you, missed the email. It must be what happened. You bro. know, you, you pulled the Gary Witter. You just don't care. You didn't see the email. Oh, no, it's I totally no care. Deal. I'm not putting no Gary Witter. I totally <laughs> care. Where was my email? I'm very upset. No, I'm joking. Um, let's get into the news. But before we do that, let's talk about our Patreon producer, Mike Lynch. Mike Lynch, thank you so much for supporting this show, dude. Without you, it does not happen. Where the hell have you been in my Twitch chat? Because I miss you. I miss you. Uh, let's get into the news, though. Uh, Game Awards is obviously the big topic, so we'll go through the winners of the each awards, the, the ones that I wanted to put in, to be honest with you. Uh, game of the Year went to God of War, which, for me, is my Game of the Year uh, overall. Uh, not something I'm going to get into in depth here, but we will talk about it on From the Gamers when that comes back at the beginning of January. Uh, maybe we get Snowbot Mike on that show, uh, but we'll see. Um, other than that, as, did you agree with God of War, or was you a Red Dead guy? No, 100%. We said God of War last week in the pre-show yeah. predictions. And, you know, I thought it was God of War. We were worried, though. You know, Red Dead started winning a couple of ones <laughs> right off the bat. And I yeah. think everybody was like, uh -oh. oh, God, this is about to be the Red Dead year yeah. here. But, you know, I think everything evened itself out. God of War got what they deserve. And it was a great one, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Beck's action game went to Dead Cells, which I totally agree with. Um... Why have I got best action slash adventure game? Went to God of War. Best role-playing game, Monster Hunter World. Uh, best game direction, went to God of War. Best narrative, Red Dead Redemption. Best ongoing game, Fortnite. Rainbow Six was robbed. Best score, Red Dead Redemption. Best audio, Red Dead Redemption. And best independent game went to Celeste. So overall, like we said, the Game Awards was pretty good. Yeah, I was scared for a minute there when it was like... Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption. I was like, oh no, it's going to clean up everything. Oh no. But it's testament to how good that game is. It's testament to how much it resonated with some people and some people it didn't. I am super happy God of War won Game of the Year over it though. Just my opinion. No doubt. I mean, it's a testament to Rockstar. They come out with these finely crafted, Seven these incredible in open world narrative games mm -hmm. that when they release, you better move out of the way because here it comes. Yeah. And that was a big one. I mean, I bet you if we rewind to when GTA 5 was released, we probably have the same conversation of like, oh gosh, here it comes getting everything because this Rockstar team, they know what to do when it comes to making these games. Yeah, definitely. Definitely couldn't agree more. Uh, at the Game Awards, the Microsoft detailed the Winter Arcade promotion, a program that highlights nine indie games with an incentive for purchasing one uh, from December 4th through to December 21st. Uh, the Winter of Arcade games and dates, uh, here we go. So you got Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, which was December 4th. Mutant Year Zero, which is included in Game Pass from December 4th. This is the one you want to talk about, Mike. So please take this one. Uh, Subnautica just yeah. received a code from a fellow Twitch streamer out there. Want to give a big shout out to Sizblaka out there streaming. Uh, very excited to jump into it. You know, I love that underwater world. A big fan of, you know, fighting off sharks in my mind. And so I think... 
the Subnautica theme with the giant sea monsters, you swimming around, kind of harvesting material. I'm into it. Very excited to check it out. I'll hopefully give you some hands-on expressions uh, next week. Yes, please. Would love that. Would love that. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, because people have have emailed me and have spoke to me privately like where's amy amy's just scheduling issues again this week um totally messaged her she said she had to work there are things in the uh, place for her to switch her schedule i believe so she should be with us soon but amy's not disappeared just scheduling issues that is all uh, next up, we had Ashen, uh, which is included in Game Pass from December 7th, which this is one I've been waiting for, to be fair. This got announced uh, uh, E3, if I'm not mistaken. Looks quite interesting. I know Amy's been playing it, uh, she said, and she's super into it. So I can't wait to hear her thoughts on it, hopefully, on next week's show. But I'm going to try and get to it after I finish uh, Mutant Year Zero. It's a strong December, Mike. A really, str a really strong December that's Ooh. come out of nowhere. But you know what's even better about this December? Is I've had not had to buy anything because I already got Game Pass. It's you gotta honestly, love that is honestly right. like Ooh. well, let me get to the end of the list and we'll go through it. But then we had Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek, which is coming uh, December seventh. You've got Kingdom Two Crowns, which is included in Game Pass uh, from December eleventh. Desert Child December twelfth. Below, which is included in Game Pass from December fourteenth, and Donut County, which is available December eighteenth. Like the Summer of Arcade uh, Xbox Live promotion uh, of the past, the Winter Arcade will incentivize those to buy two or more of these games. Throughout the promotion, those who purchase a game from the above list during the Winter of Arcade will receive $5, I think it might be £5 equivalent, uh, gift card for each purchase uh, after the first, meaning you'll get $5 for the second game you buy, all the way up to the ninth for a total of a net of $40, which I'm equivalent in hopefully to £40, if you purchase all nine games. Obviously, I'm happy that the, the, the arcade summer sales, winter sales are back. Um, I definitely think this is a fantastic choice of games they've got here. Um, and I love, obviously, the fact that some of these games and the ones that I really cared about, if I'm honest, um, are actually included in Game Pass. But yeah, so Below's coming finally. That got announced this week, which is like, I played Below at E3, EGX, sorry, uh, Reese. Uh, got to play hands on it. It's fantastic. It's as good as you think it is. Definitely check it out if you have Game Pass. And if you don't buy it, like seriously, you're going to get rewarded for buying more than one of these games, especially with the, the blowback system type of thing uh, from Xbox. So if I had to pick two, I would go Mutant Year Zero and Below, because those are the two I've played. From a viewing experience, I think I'd go Mutant Year Zero and Ashen. Ashen looks fantastic. Um, how many of these are you picking up, Mike? Uh, you know, I'm going with at least four right now. I could already go off of. I have Mutant Year Zero, thanks to Xbox yep. Game Pass. Tom Bach will not stop calling and texting me to play Ashen oh, really? because it looks so good. He's loving it, and I love that there is the co-op nature of it, mm -hmm. so very excited. I love when people can carry me through these Dark yeah, Soul-type games because I just don't have the skills yeah. anymore like I used to. Exactly. Uh, Subnautica, I'm very excited to check out, like I said before. I'm actually very interested in the Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek, That's and then, of course, Below. So there's a couple games right well, here that I'm into. Hello Neighbor, the Hide and Seek is the co-op one, and I'm actually really interested in that one. Um, can't wait for that to... Like, it's already out. I can't wait for me to get hands on it. I'm, I'm trying my best to actually finish some games at the end of the year. I still haven't mm. played Tomb Raider for Game of the Year talk. People have been asking, when is Game of the Year talk going to happen? Uh, we've still got this week, next week, the 24th, which is Christmas Eve, so we won't be recording then. 
try and speak. We've got to sort out some scheduling. I'm, I'm good to work whenever, but we'll see what you can do. Uh, and Amy, I think we do it the first week back in January, which would be the 30th. No, 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 that's New Year's Eve. Well, scheduling is coming. It will come. Game of the Year talk is coming. We've got to work out scheduling. I forget that I just work all over Christmas. I don't give a beep. So, but other people have families and people they actually want to spend Christmas with. I've just got a Haley and she'll sit next to me and do it with me. So, I'm lucky. Mike. Some awards, uh, some stuff that got announced uh, real quick at the Game Awards. We had Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, it's been five years since Mortal Kombat 10. A sequel, uh, This Big Turns, a mild surprise announcement into a blind hit. Uh, Neverrealm, sorry, founder Ed Boon took the stage um, to present the best sportsless racing game uh, where the trailer actually interrupted it. Fans won't have to wait too long. Uh, it's on the PlayStation, Windows PC, and Xbox One from April 23rd, 2019. So you want to talk a little bit about this one? Um, oh, this was the best announcement of the Game Awards. Okay. I think how it was presented with him to come up, announce, you know, Game of the Year for sports titles, yeah. but then it to take over that 21 Savage beat that yeah. dropped, and then the trailer with Scorpion and Raiden. That was get up out of your seat exciting, and I, I, I didn't even see that one coming. I was not ready yeah. for a Mortal Kombat 11 announcement at all. I was not prepared for that. But after you say, you know, the five years, I think this is perfect timing. And I cannot wait to get Mortal Kombat. I am so bad at all five games. Yeah. But I can tell you one thing. I love when we get on with Mortal Kombat. The graphics, the intensity, the here. nasty kill. Yeah, exactly. The nasty kill feeds are awesome. But, you know, I wanted to take a quick moment with you, Fix. Thanks for stopping it. We're talking about fighting games. Recently, Smash Bros. has been announced oh, and released on Friday. Mm. We've been hands-on with yep. it, you and I. A roster of 70 characters. Mm -hmm. Now, Mortal Kombat never boasts that big of a roster. Nice. This is pretty massive. Yes. Here's the catch that I'm having an issue with. Yeah. When I play Mortal Kombat, Injustice 2, I enjoy unlocking all the characters because there's only really about 20 to 30. It never feels that too intense. Got ya. Here I am with Super Smash Bros. Uh, Ultimate, and there are 70 characters, and I have no desire to sit there and try to unlock random character after random character on the path to either unlocking them all or getting the one that I want. So, so my question to you is, yeah. would you pay X amount of dollars to have this 70-man roster automatically unlocked? So let's do, it, let's, do it as a, let's try and make it a broader uh, topic so it hits most games, which is, if you don't mind me saying, so it's, would I pay extra to have everything unlocked, we're calling it the fighting games, so to have all the fighting game characters unlocked in, no, personally, I would not, personally. Uh, number one, I don't have that type of money. Uh, video game, all of my money, I make so little doing what I do at the moment, which we'll get to, patreon.com slash mcfixer, go support your boy. Um, but, so everything I buy is so well thought out, I've got a spreadsheet, I'm working it out, I'm gonna get through it. And for me, I can't afford to be paying that 40, 20, even $10. I can't do it. I just can't. Um, and plus, for me, I think it takes away from the game, which is, and it's funny because I'm going to contradict myself, but uh, which is, the game is there to, that's how they want you to play. They want you to unlock these characters, to feel it, and to have that moment, right? That being said, I've been playing Smash Bros, and I've Zyga was in my chat and told me a workaround. So what you do is you play it, you play on one stock, you change the language after each round, and it brings up a character every time. 
So I sat there <laughs> for three hours yesterday unlocking Smash Bros. characters, and I'm about halfway through now. So, oh, okay, a little no, workaround. No, I wouldn't do that because I would find a cheap way to do it and save myself the money. You, on the other hand, you're on a total different way. Like that's why I like you. You, we're different in we're different, and this is how it is. So you, you actually would, right? I, I'm on the opposite side. So now I, I'm in agreement with you. On a roster like Mortal Kombat or most of these fighting yeah. games we see, there's only about 10 to 20, 30 characters at a moment. That's easy to go through a campaign and unlock them all. But is it fun this for you? Mash, it is fun. It okay. is fun because most of these stories are fun. The The Spirits World we'll talk about another time on yeah. the Wii Game Podcast. Totally different. But when we talk about the the world of 70 characters, yeah. that's almost too many. That's daunting to me. And here I am. Yes, I agree. I, I like the avenue that people can go out there and unlock it. Here's an avenue where Nintendo, Mortal Kombat, any other game could make an extra $5, $20, $30 by yeah. selling this. This is like what we talk about with Red Dead Online and Grand Theft Auto. Of like, You have these extra transactions there for people maybe similar to myself. I don't have time yeah. to play 70 characters in Smash Bros. Fix said it just last segment. There's so many games out right now. I cannot slow down yeah. to try to unlock my favorite fighter in Smash Bros. I need to go, go, go in my lifestyle. And what I want is simple. I want to play Smash Bros. with every single character unlocked, ready to go. Mm -hmm. That's usually how I see fighting games. It's tough for me to be like, oh, I really want to wait around so I can get Scorpion unlocked. Yeah. No, I need this character now because I want to play as them. I don't really want to learn the mechanics of somebody else and then have to go learn the character that I want to play as. Yeah. So I just see it as another added revenue source of like, why would you not add that in there? Hey, here's the fighter pass. If you want to get all 70 characters unlocked, give us $10. Bang, I'm in it for that. Yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from. I totally do. And again, I do think it's case-by-case case basis, because I think some people listening will be like, you're fucking crazy. I'm not giving these companies no more money. No chance in hell, which is where I sit. I don't agree with... Again, I'm going to say this, and this is not a hit at anybody. I totally understand everybody has different financial cases, and uh, we're all different, so I totally get it. But I buy games. I buy games to support developers, to support publishers, because they have to make money, so I get the things I want. Hence why I do not rent games, hence why I try my hardest uh, to the best of my ability not to trade in games. That's why I've started to go all digital, because these teams get to see more portions of that revenue. Um, I think the problem you get here is it's the slippery slope, isn't it, of, cool, people will automatically assume if I'm paying money to unlock these characters, they're going to add a unnecessary grind in the game, so it forces me to do it. This is what people had a problem with Assassin's Creed, which I don't think there was an unnecessary grind there. I thought the game was quite deliberate, and it was, if you want to pay, if you want to pay to get this XP boost, you can. If you don't, no problem. But I think that's where the slippery slope comes in, where it's like, it only takes one dev to do it wrong, then the internet's on fire. So, yeah. But I totally get it for people like you, Mike. You can afford it, and you don't have the time. So why why is that option not there? I get it. I, don't, I totally get where you're coming from. Totally, totally, totally. You said it best right there with Assassin's Creed. That one jumps to my mind of, like, how well done was that? Here, you can clearly play the game, or you can buy this little extra bonus yeah. that might help you go a little bit faster. That's what we're looking for here. I don't want to break the game. Yeah. I don't want to change the game because you also put on it what one that did really poorly for me 
was Shadow of Mordor, the second one, where you literally had to buy orcs yeah. if you wanted to progress through was, that game, or you had to hit a grind yeah. that would take you 10-plus hours to get back into the second half of that game. And that hurt me to that game, I didn't finish but it I'm not looking for that as right. Yeah, that's the whole reason why I didn't finish that game. I know it's been patched since, but once you've lost me, you've lost me, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I totally get it. I do. Next one we got is uh, Far Cry and New Dawn. Uh, Ubisoft poorly kept secret leaked um, the night of the Game Awards. Obviously, they put that little teaser trailer beforehand, um, which was like, oh, what is this? And uh, it is Far Cry and New Dawn. Uh, at the Game Awards 2018, they showed the official trailer. Um, it's the spin-off game set in Montana. Uh, it, it takes place straight after the ending of Far Cry 5. So if you don't know the ending of Far Cry 5... Pause for two seconds. We're about to spoil it. Um, so the world gets nuked, obviously, and you are going in what is left of this Montana world, which I actually think is quite a smart way of doing it, actually, which is like, cool, we haven't got time for a whole new Far Cry 6. Not ready, no chance. What we're going to do is we're going to use this map that we already have. We're going to, obviously, it's going to be added and look totally different. But the, a lot of the groundwork's already done there. I think it's actually really, really, really smart. Something that the Ubisoft uh, team that are working on this done with, obviously, did with Primal, with Far Cry 4. I actually think it's a smart, smart, smart way of doing things. Would it, how, where'd you come down there? Because I see a lot of people in the internet like, this is cheap, this is poor. Even if, even if they, this is just reused assets and blah, 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 which I'm sure some of it is. But I actually think it could be quite cool. No, I think it's super smart. Unfortunately for me, it's not what I wanted from the Far Cry. But like you said, this was a quick transition to get the title back out there to compete mm -hmm. with this post-apocalyptic area. We're going to see it again with Rage 2, yep. this game. I'm sure we'll see another one very similar to it. But man, I think they did well using the assets they had. Yeah. We're going to continue the story. You already have the villain from Far Cry 5 coming into he's, this one, Joseph. Yep. So that one's fun. I think the two girls look really cool. They remind me of Beyonce. So I think that will be fun <laughs> yeah. to check out. They got a crazy dog up in the mix. Yeah. It's going to be Far Cry shenanigans. And this will be a new take. We've never seen that post-apocalyptic. No. We're a bunch of outlaws losing our mind Mad Max style. So yeah. it'll be fun. And man, Rage 2, this game now with this theme. like There's a lot of themes coming out that remind me of Mad Max and all that kind of jazz. It'll be interesting. I think you said it best, though. Using those assets was a quick turnaround, a smart move. Not what I wanted. I wanted that Jurassic Park game that we talked about. I would love <laughs> to see that one day from them. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, I won't play this. Uh, Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 5 for me, you said it at the top of the show. Far Cry 3, incredible. Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 5, I've been getting motion sickness from, and I've had uh, to stop about halfway through each game. Okay. So I, I, I now will commit to not getting this game as much as I know I would like to break that rule. I just get too motion sick from it. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, the big news, more than even the game, I suppose, which was the release date for the game, which is February 15th on uh, Xbox One PS4. Um Obviously, I'm pretty sure Lil Smith's like in his basement crying right now. Matthew, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> this is going to eat, eat, eat away at Crackdown 3, dude. This is like, oh, oh, god, mm, interesting. Can you believe it? Like, I was gonna play Crackdown because, oh, Xbox exclusive, of course. Um, I've got Game Pass, why wouldn't I check this out? Oh, oops. Far Cry. <laughs> so I feel like this is ridiculous. I can't believe that this has actually happened. But um, th yeah, this is going to kill Crackdown. 
This is going to kill Crackdown 3, dude. That's interesting. I'll keep my eyes come February on that one. I don't know if I'm on the same fence as it will kill it. It will definitely... It will be all up to reviews and the publicity nope. of it. I think that's what it will come down to. We'll see. Nobody cares about Crackdown now. So the fact that there's going to even be something else out there for people to care about... They're going to care about... They care about this way more than they care about Crackdown. I'm sorry. I care about Crackdown Fix. That's all that matters. You Me and Terry Crews and care about Crackdown. Little Smitty cares. And little Smitty, I'm here a with couple, you. A couple of other weirdos like yourself. You can all sit in the corner <laughs> together like sharing your Crackdown news. But the rest of us will be playing Far Cry and New Dawn. Next up, Dragon Age, question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, Bioware has dropped hints about the next Dragon Age game. Uh, 2014's Inquisition was one of, was the most recent. Last week, uh, we read it on the show, obviously, that the news was that they, have, they are working on Dragon Age. At the Game Awards, they had this super weird trailer, I guess. It was sort of like... Look, it's Dragon Age, but it's not Dragon Age. But we don't know if it's Dragon Age, and they didn't excite. Why not just put? What I I feel like that was just such a waste of money. Which was just like, why not just put Dragon Age and the title? Why not just give us the title of the game? Like you lose nothing from that. You get people hyped that care about Dragon Age. Instead, they gave us this super teasy trailer that just left a lot of people confused. If I'm honest, where did you come down on it? I totally agree, Fix. I think that was a an. Uh, maybe a misstep, an interesting step at that. It was 100% a teaser trailer is what we'll call that with that little quick 5 to 10 seconds. Yeah. But I agree. To a non, you know, I like Dragon Age, but I'm not like committed to that. And I think yeah. the wider public would have saw that and said, what does that even mean? What is that game? Like, because there was no Dragon Age written in it at all. There was no title splash screen, like you said. They should have had a title splash screen or at least Dragon Age pop up. Because to somebody who might have been ill-informed, I looked at that like, is this Dragon Age? What game is this? I don't know what's happening. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it was just a strange one. I was just like, really? That, that didn't need to happen. The and we already knew it was coming. We well, knew that said, Bioware was coming with this they game. They said they were working on it. So, yeah. yeah weird next up which, which was probably uh, i'll give you mortal kombat was probably the biggest so this was probably the second biggest game to come out of Ooh. the game awards which is the outer the outer worlds uh oh okay it's, yep. it's the obsidian entertainment's new game with the co-creators of the original fallout if i'm i'm gonna just shoot from the hip here if i'm being honest with you it looked like a polished fallout game with a mixture of just very good graphics. It was like, oh my god, it's the engine that we actually want to play an RPG on. If I'm honest, I like Fallout 4 fine. It's a, it was a good game. I enjoyed it when I was in it. Uh, looking back on it now, I'm like, oh yeah, it is kind of a bit of jank. There was a lot of jank there, if I'm being honest with you. This looks like what I would expect the next Fallout to look like. Like, there's no way they can keep running in that weird engine that doesn't look great graphically. This looks like a next-gen RPG. And honestly, if I'm being totally honest, this gets me so excited for Obsidian Entertainment's next, next game. Because it's like, oh, okay, mm. cool. That's going to be exclusive to Xbox. This looks amazing. If they can create a great world with this... People were saying, well, if this does well, do you think that we see the sequel go uh, exclusive? I generally don't think so. I think that Xbox are going to want a... See, that's such a hard statement to say. It's so hard. If it's doing well, I suppose there's no reason for them not to, right? But, 100%. But 
I do think they want brand new IP as well to be building. But I suppose this is kind of like, um, uh, what's it called? Jeez, what was, um, we happy few. Like, if that game sold well, we would get a number two. It clearly yes. didn't do crazy, so I think they'll move on to the next project. I feel like it's the same thing here, which is, what did you think of the look of this, dude? Because I really was like, oh, okay, this actually looks dope. Really, I'm on the opposite side. So, oh, okay. A, you called an Obsidian showing a game. I did not think they were going to do that. B, I like the aesthetic. I love the Fallout-type nature of the game. But to me, I said, oh, man, that looks like a Fallout game. Like, it wasn't like, oh, man, this looks like enhanced graphics. Of course, once we get our hands on the game, yeah. we play it. We'll see if that engine may be different or maybe more upgraded. But to me, my first thought was, like, looks like a Fallout game to me, which I expected from Obsidian after yeah. Fallout New Vegas being one of my favorite games of all time. I expected that. But at the same time, nothing blew my skirt up. I said to myself, oh, it looks like another Fallout game. Same type of look, aesthetic. I don't see much differences besides it being an Obsidian game. So we'll see on that one. I'm on the opposite side. Didn't blow my skirt up, but definitely got me excited for it. I want to see up your skirt, if I'm being honest with you. Is that, is that, <laughs> yeah, as long as I get consent. Uh, we got, we've got we run out of time here, so let's get through these last shoes real quick. Uh, there was a new game called Atlas, uh, which was announced. Uh, it was from the team that made Ark Survival Evolve. It is a 1,200 times bigger. It's an open-world survival MMO. Uh, armored up knights on horseback and just everything imaginable apparently studio wildcard says that a single world has 40,000 players in it Woo! it's launching an xbox it's launching on early access on pc next week and will be on xbox preview program next year uh this was one that it i'm sure when it gets here i'll be more interested but the trailer didn't do anything for me Oh, really? Yeah, for me, I've got Ark Survival Evolved. It was so in-depth where, like, I remember my, I watched, watched my brother-in-law play it a ton. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm hatching eggs. I'm like, so why do you keep leaving your Xbox on? It's like, oh, yeah, because I've got to leave it on for five days. So this, I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I get it for the people that love it. And I know a ton of people have been like, please fix this, play it. I've got it on Switch now because um, i got a code for it. And I'm just like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. So maybe if this one's a little bit more, I guess, drawn back <laughs> um, and accessible to like new players, which I hope so if you've got 40,000 people uh, on one server, because that might just be your whole player base. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big number. I'm on the opposite side. I thought the trailer did do it for me. I was okay. actually wowed by the trailer and the idea. Kind of looked like a really upgraded Sea of Thieves to me on that bigger scale because they had a lot of pirate yeah. ship combat, a lot of sea monsters they were fighting. I'm interested in it. I think you definitely said it well with the arc of like how big expansive that game was as especially somebody like me yeah. who jumped into arc alone. Uh, there yeah. was like barely any tutorials. Yeah, oh, Nobody would help me. It would drop you on a beach and all of a sudden I'm getting mauled by a dinosaur. Like yeah. that one really turned me off, especially in a game where you think I would have thrived. I just talked about Jurassic Park, oh, yeah. how much I wanted to p play with dinosaurs. I would love to tame dinosaurs. I would love to build a building just like an, uh, rust back in the day uh, where you build your own base and then you go to somebody else's base go destroy their base you come back on your t-rex just roaring and ripping yeah. but of course there i am by myself alone on a beach like what am i Naked. doing here like, I don't know and what you're doing. so yeah. 
Yeah, it's tough for me because I have those flashbacks of Ark when I played it. And then to think like, oh, man, if I jump into this game, what is that going to look like? But I will say I think the theme and the narrative of that one definitely grabbed me from that trailer. Yeah. I, I'm glad that it grabbed someone because it just didn't touch me. Uh, next one, which was announced at the kind of funny game showcase, of course, is Telltale's, Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season. Uh, third episode will release next month. Uh, episode 3, Broken Toys, will launch on all platforms January 15th, 2019, and will be released by Robert Kirkman's company, Skyband, following the ma so sorry, following the majority studio closure of Telltale Games. In addition to the news, uh, in addition to the episode uh, 3 news, Skyband also assured fans that the past seasons and episodes are, are, are back up on stores uh, soon and should all be fixed before Broken Toys launches. Uh, next up, just to go quickly, because I know we've got to get you out of here, Mike. Um, da -da 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 -da. Team Meat are releasing uh, Super Meat Boy as well in 2019. So we'll do those two together real quick. Um are you a Walking Dead fan, the Telltale Games? Big Walking Dead fan. Played them all. I'm a big fan. Of course, was crushed by what kind of yeah. happened and transpired a couple months back. And I think that was one of the biggest announcements from that kind of funny game showcase. A perfect place to spotlight it. Yep. You know, Greg is so ingrained, entrenched with those creators and developers mm -hmm. over there that it was really, an, honestly, a touching moment right now. But it's interesting because we just played Thief of Thieves on Xbox Game Pass by Skybound. Seemed like only the logical step of like, if this is Robert Kirkman's, you know, idea and yeah. creation of The Walking Dead, he should have absorbed that from the beginning. Of course, there's a whole lot in the back end yeah. that of, I'm kind of skimming over. But at the same time, that's a great statement to bring them in and ensure that we're going to finish up this season and this story with Clem. Yeah, I, I haven't played episode two yet due to the fact that it was, it came out obviously in that whole, um, kerfuffle where i was like i was sort of torn between well do i play it or do i not play because i don't want to play it and not get the ending where i don't want i don't want to be sucked in even more so than like i was in episode one because i loved episode one uh, of the final season but that was all happening now obviously we've got the news that it's all happening it's going to be playable and stuff so cannot wait and uh super meat boy looked fantastic it was a great show a game great game showed sorry at the showcase um yeah, obviously I'm happy it's coming to Xbox, uh, and I'm, I will not play it because it's too hard and it will frustrate me. Are you into Super Meat Boy? It will be interesting. Uh, you know what? I've never played Super okay. Meat Boy, but over the year that I've had playing the Messenger, Dead Cells, and Celeste, yeah. I'm kind of working my way into that, you know, bang your yeah. head against the wall genre yeah. of that perfect platforming, that frame perfect stuff. Yeah. And I'm interested in it. I think you put them both. You. That's the beginning of the show with Super Meat Boy. That's how we wrapped up the show mm -hmm. with Walking Dead. Both of those trailers were really good. Interested in Super Meat Boy. Can't promise I'll play it, but I'm kind of working my ways up into that kind of game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, games with gold this month. You've got Xbox uh, on the Xbox One. You've got uh, is it QB Quebec Q U B E Two. I don't know how you say. I'm not, not quite sure on that one. Yeah. Uh, Never Alone from December 16th to January 15th. Uh, Cube was December 1st, December 31st. Uh, Race to the Sun, November 16th to December 15th. Uh, on the 360 side, you've got Dragon Age 2 from December 1st to December 15th. And Mercenaries Playgrounds of Destruction for December 16th to December 31st. We've got one email in Fixer's Sack, so let's do it. If you want to email in, you head over to myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. That's myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns... Nah, I'm going to read this email. I started reading it, and I was like, all right, cool. 
The problem is, what I need you guys to remember when you're doing it, Malia, is can you give us a little bit of context in the beginning? Because it's been a whole week, or maybe two weeks when these questions come in, you might be episodes behind, and the question comes in, and like, I don't even remember what we talking about last week, I'm not gonna lie. This one says, hello Fixer, uh, sorry, hello MC Fixer and Snowbite Mike. I do agree, see what I mean, you agree with what? I, I, I don't even know what we're talking about. I do agree that games can be overpriced. Do I, did we talk about games being overpriced last week? I don't know. Like you said, we're on a lot of content. Sometimes we do so much content. I'm just like, I say a lot of things, like, generally. But I'll read this And please don't take offense to that. We want you, like Fix said, write in a little more detail. We want to talk about it. But it is easy for me and Fix to forget. Fix is on, like, 30 shows a week. I'm working on top of 9,000 feet up on top of a mountain freezing to death. Sometimes I forget things. That's my bad. That's my bad. But I... Imagine we spoke about it last week. I can't remember. I do agree that games can be overpriced, but I do try. I do try and show. Oh, this is what this is about. This is about the GameStop. GameStop. Stuff. Yep. Yep. It's, it's very hard to see. Uh, see do, we got it. We got, <laughs> we got it. there, bro. We got there. Okay. Start again. Here we go. I do agree, agree that games can be overpriced. I do try and shop there, but it makes sense as I don't want Amazon to be the only game in town, as that can't be good for anyone but Amazon. Oh, I'll read it all, then we'll break it down. That said, I cannot deny I use Amazon a lot, all the free things last night. I also try to do digital as much as I can, but when a game is 10 to 15 pound less as a disc, it's a no-brainer for me. I either get the disc version if I really want it now, or just wait. I also tend to use games slash Asda to buy credit for Xbox, PS4, Switch, as I won't put my credit card on there. It's just too easy to go, oh, hey, new game, and £60 later, I've bought a game I don't really need. Or at least uh, making me walk 10 minutes to Adders makes me makes me think if I really want it. Uh, take Just Calls 4. And thank you for the review, Snowbite Mike. It's a game I do want to play, but I also don't need it now. And I seem to remember free being on sale for almost nothing. Um in something it's six look for like six pounds i have a few games on the go in my queue and that and that honestly i think i'd rather play first and at the moment i've even got my wii u out to play a game i missed from jonathan steed stead steed um okay break this one down so you agree that games are overpriced in gamestop and game but you don't want to just buy games from somewhere uh, from as uh, from Amazon. Interesting. You realize the world has already killed those stores, though, right? So you're only actually paying into something that's pretty much going to die already. Amazon's already destroyed most game shops around my area. Anyway, game shops are dropping like flies. So more power to you. Do what you want with your money, but. In the long haul, Amazon has, I think it's like 70 or 80% of the market share nowadays. And Amazon usually have games even cheaper than everywhere else. Um, I do understand with you being like, oh, it can't be good for anyone but Amazon. But I actually think Amazon's one of the only companies that I'm like, oh, okay. Prime and next day delivery for free and just lots and lots of things that is convenient for my life. Hence why I do it. Game's gonna go. Doesn't matter if if I go and buy games there for the next year. Game is going to go. GameStop is going to go. Because the majority of people are going there and paying for cheaper games. Um, 
so yeah, that's a whole thing. I totally get it. Are you the same? Do you do that to try and keep your local GameStop alive? Or are you just like, yo, Amazon, come on, bro. Get out uh, to me in the snow. No, I mean, I'm all digital, like we talked about, so I don't even think about Amazon. Amazon where uh, I do like what he's saying there of like, you know, if he can get it $15 cheaper, let's say, as a hard good from GameStop, yeah. I'm all for that because we'll touch on his second part that we're going to touch on in a moment. But it's interesting to me how our, you know, everybody in the world has gone so much from we love Amazon, we believe in Amazon, to now there's kind of this resurgence mm -hmm. going on from, you know, when I watched the Patriot Act on Netflix uh, when he was talking about, you know, Amazon crushing everything and people now trying to shop small, trying to save these yeah. mom and pop businesses because they don't want Amazon to become in the monopoly. So it's very interesting of like we went from everything Amazon to now it's, there's a small uprising. Of like maybe let's try not to shop only at Amazon because it's destroying everything on the planet. I don't know where I fall. I think the convenience of Amazon is just there for me. That's me. It's tough for me. Like I said, where I live. Amazon is the right move. Two days shipping with Amazon Prime, a probably a cheaper deal than me driving twenty miles, up, twenty miles down a hill, twenty miles back up a hill just to get something I could have shipped to me that easy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you as well. I I am the problem. I am honestly, which is like, yeah, I'm just like I don't I don't care if these game shops die. I care I care about local. And my dad, remember, my dad owns. I don't I'm not that close with my dad but my dad owns one of these mum and pop grop shops like literally so but you've got to revolve with the times that's what he did he does kids birthday parties he has screens on the walls and kids come in and play if you don't evolve you die simple that's business and i've been watching a ton of shark tank and a lot of gary v lately and no one cares about your problems as i've learned um but yeah i get it i do totally get it. it is a hard one um but yeah the only time I buy a game physical now is a single-player game, and that's usually because Haley likes to play it as well. And me and Haley don't game share. I game share with her brother-in-law, and oh. he's not me because he buys more games than Haley does. I'm very lucky that quite often I get codes um, if I reach out to the right people because of the, the contacts I've built up um, over the last four years. Mike, can you believe I'm doing this four years? I'm so impressed by you every single day. I Fitz. hate it, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm still nowhere near I'm so where impressed I need to by be. You. Oh my god! But yeah, um, so yeah, I, I totally get. It. I totally get. It. I find it very strange and interesting that you said that you buy game credit from Asda because you don't want to put your credit card in because you don't have the willpower to just not do things. Just don't do it. But I get it. again. It's just a weird, a weird old. Thing. So you'd rather give as a percentage of your fifteen, your ten to fifteen pounds, than giving it directly to PlayStation, Nintendo, or Sony, uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, or Xbox. Sorry, um, which means they lose out on money, which could be reinvested into the ecosystem, buying new studios or publishing games. Just if everybody did that, we wouldn't get the things we want because their margins would be down. Something to think mm -hmm. about. Something to think about. Interesting. Well, because Asda must have have some sort of kickback. Asda's like a Walmart. So I was just saying, yeah. I don't mean, okay, okay. Like I was just saying, I don't yeah, even so know what that is. Asda's That's like it. our version of Walmart. It's a shopping center. Okay, It has okay. like clothes. It has games. It does a whole thing. Yeah, it's like, that's what that is in equivalent. So it's like, okay. they must take a percentage of that £15, where if you did it strictly through the store, again, I do not own stock in any of these companies. I couldn't give a crap what you do. Just a food for thought here. Um... Yeah, just interesting. Interesting. And then um, Snowball Mike, thank you for the review pretty much. So, 
No, well, the second part is what I really like cool. of like, you know, he's doing well. We just talked about it, you and I. Tom Bach is always talking to me about it. It's like, there are so many games out right now that you need to sometimes pace yourself. Don't yes. be afraid to go into the back oh, catalog. You do not have to buy every single game released right now we, just to be part of the conversation. We spoke about this. And then maybe play 20 minutes of it, play none of it, and then be stuck with that $60 price tag mm -hmm. on your head. I love what he put there. It's like, it takes me 10 minutes to walk to that Walmart or whatever he was yeah, saying to ask her, like yeah. you said. I love that. I sometimes enjoy, you know, I want to go make a purchase. I'm feeling like, man, my wallet is burning today. Yeah. I got to go buy something. To take that walk, clear your mind, think about something else for 15 to 20 minutes, really puts that in perspective of you of like, man, did I really need Smash Bros. Unlimited where I might play 20 minutes of it, an hour of it? Hey, did I really need Tomb Raider when I only played half of it? Some of these things start to roll in your mind. And then when he put it, I just saw Just Cause 3 for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. There you go. Wait a little bit longer. My biggest one was We Happy Few. I looked at you, Fix, yeah, a couple you weeks said, ago. I'm yeah. like, I wanted this game. I needed this game. Yeah. But I said, you know what? Don't buy this game. Eventually, we'll go on sale. Yep. Unfortunately, hasn't really gone on sale. Will, but though. at the same time, it will. It, it will. And I've avoided that. You know, that's the, good. The point you're making here as well is the conversation has gone now about, we, gone. We, about that game. So you're not missing out on it by buying it now. It will go on sale. It will, so you might as well just wait. And I've, again, we spoke about this last week, which is so stupid. It really is. Where That's why I'm so happy about Game Pass for Xbox fans. Where it's like, you get to play Crackdown and not pay $60. Sea of Thieves. Imagine I had bought Sea of Thieves. I would have been fuming if I had bought Sea of Thieves. State of Decay, the way it launched in. Um, Forza, Horizon. I played those games in such small quantities that without Game Pass... I would be £160 out. And I would have to have bought them strictly for the conversation. Obviously, I do this for a job. Like, that's why you... I see people, I see a lot of people like, oh, I don't think Game Pass is worth it. I think you're crazy. Especially when it's on sale. Like, for right now, I think you can get six months... You're selling it half off. It might still be half off. You can start buying that. For six months, pay the £40, which I'm like, oh my God, it's £40. It's a lot of money. But for a year of Game Pass, a year, they're always adding games to it. And don't buy games as soon as. We're going to be going to the streaming worlds very, very soon. So these subscription models are where we're going to be. So yeah, really interested to see where we go from here. Really am. Love it. Thank you, Jonathan, for the yeah, question. Thank you so much. Uh, again, remember, if you want to email him, myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, anything you want to talk about, just give us a little bit of context if you can, please. Mike, let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. We got to plug this week, my friend. What is going on? It's your boy, Snowbike Mike. And of course, I just want to plug my social medias. Go check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Snowbike Mike. And remember, each and every Sunday night, we're hosting the Snowbike Mike Sunday Tournament Series. Nice. Last night, we just got done with Smash Bros. Ultimate. It was so much fun. 16 community members battled it out for bragging rights, the championship crown, and of course, sweet, sweet, sweet cash money y'all so make sure you're here whoa, 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 for whoa, number whoa, whoa, four whoa. next week how much money was involved we had a hundred dollar prize pool. winner talked winner walked away with forty dollars second place took 30 fourth, fourth place took 10 third place took 20 bro i'm in when's this happening oh, next was, week every sunday that's good bro who's putting up this money you uh, that's me the, so jeez i'm in that, that, that. 
I'm gonna practice. What we plan next week? Let me know. Uh, well, you'll like know a, the game by Tuesday, is right? We always bro, pick that's Tuesday. like a week's worth of money. I don't make that in a week sometimes. I'm out here. Let's go, boy. I'm just gonna go hustle and snowball my chat from now on. Like, let's they, go. That's what I like to hear. So just like Fix, I want you to come in here. We're building a community. It's mm -hmm. a great way for you guys to play games with each other. Yeah. And really the goal is oh, for me yeah. to be able to practice my shoutcasting as uh, I aspire to maybe one day be an esports shoutcaster. This is how you do it. You practice, you practice, you practice. And no better way than using you, the best friends, to play these games so I can practice them. So think about it. Every Sunday we're doing that. Man, I wish he was in the UK. If I told you, you would be, you'd be sick. The amount of people I know, shout out to my man Rahul, um, who knows a ton of the ESL guys, but he's introduced me to so many of them, and they all say to me, oh, do you want to get into shoutcasting? We could probably, and I'm like, nah, sorry, I'm, that's not me. That's not me. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I swear on the internet, and I'm, as Greedy Years called me uh, in my Twitch chat, I am relatable, and that's now my new thing, Mike. I hope you know. I want to be relatable. I want to be called the relatable one, MC Fixer. <laughs> okay, I can do I that. I, can do the, that. I fight for the everyday man and woman, and we just don't give a fuck. So I like it. I want to become. Um, that's my new T-shirt design. I've got to come up with it. Unrelatable. I, I, I want it to I like be that. unrelatable, and then an MC Fixer logo. I'm going for it. Let me know in the let me know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MC Fixer, um, if you'd buy that T-shirt because I have to get like ten orders before I can order them. It's so much. It's so expensive. Uh, but if you want to follow me, uh, yeah, like I said, MC Fixer everywhere. Uh, YouTube.com/slash MC Fixer is the big one. Mike, I could do with some plugs out there on the internet right now, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. We are 45 subscribers away from 3K, and I want to hit it by the end of the year. So if okay. you aren't following or subscribed on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mcfixer, please go hit the subscribe button. I put out seven videos this week. Last week, I should say. Um, he did. Reaction I watched videos. It was a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, reaction videos of Resident Evil stuff, which you know that's good shit right there. Uh, the Marvel reaction stuff. Obviously, the My Xbox and Me podcast with myself and Snowbite Mike. And some other stuff. So if you like content, I've got it for you. And go there and check it all out mike thank you so much for your support dude thank you so much for being on the show and until next week i will love you leave you and see you all later goodbyes